You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum, welcome to Inspire FM, communicating the best radio show on Inspire FM. Um, today I'm joined with Abdul Saban. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome, Slam. How are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm not too bad. How are you doing today? I'm not doing too bad. Doing all right. Well, you sounded like you were about to say, <laughs> I'm not doing good at all. Uh, I nearly died earlier. Just thought you'd like to know. Oh, how's that? <laughs> I, I've been here for about five minutes, and this is the first time Abdul Spons told me this, so <laughs> ex- explain. Um, so, long story short, there was a computer behind the in the studio, and I had, to, had the duty of trying to unplug it. I knew what I was doing. But then something went wrong. I'm not sure what it was. And then there was a spark I, when I tried turning it on. And then I got really scared and I moved my arm away just in time. But I nearly died. So that was, that was pretty interesting. <laughs> what a nice way to start off the show. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> and we're also joined today with Hanif. Assalamualaikum, Hanif. How are you? Assalamualaikum, uh, Akib. <laughs> oh, I'm good, Alhamdulillah. How are you today? Not doing too bad. And we're also joined with Jamal. Assalamualaikum, Jamal. How are um, you? Walaikum salam, Akib. How are you doing today? I'm okay. I've been asked this three times. <laughs> I'm doing alright. I'm doing okay. So, um, today we've got a good show lined up to, for you guys today. Uh, first topic, we'll be talking about what makes a, what defines a good life. And the second topic, we'll be talking about what uh, issues in society do humans not really focus on. Well, wow, the fact that you made up the topics is the only reason you remember them. Normally, yeah. <laughs> normally you don't remember more than one word of the topic. Wow, I'm so, offended. <laughs> so we'll be starting off with the Hadith of the Week. So, Hanif? It is narrated on the authority of Amirul Mu'mineen, Abu Hafs Umar bin Al-Khattab, radiallahu anhu, who said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, say, Actions are judged by motives, niyyah. So each man will have what he intended. Thus, he whose migration, hijra, was to Allah and his messenger, his migration is to Allah and his messenger. But he whose migration was for some worldly thing he might gain, or for a wife he might marry, his migration is to that for which he migrated. Al-Bukhari al-Muslim. So, Abdul Saban, what do you think of that? Wow, you picked on me. Um, <laughs> um, I think it's really important that we refl- take time to think about our intention. Because even though it gave an, a specific example here about migration, what we need to do, we need to reflect it with all of our actions. We need to think, uh, when we do something, do we have the right intention? Do we have the uh, intention of what we're doing? And then we get the intended result. So, for example, if you... Uh, donate money to charity is your intention for uh, just giving money and then helping people out or is it to get the fame is it for oh i'm gonna I'm look so popular i'm gonna look like a really generous person and i think that's really important important because allah at the end of the day he looks at our hearts not what we do like one from the outside perspective he knows everything that goes on so as we know allah's, allah's closer to us than our jugular vein so we should always realize that Allah knows what we truly intend so we should try and have the purest intentions as possible inshallah uh, and Akib what about you what do you think of that um, agree with Abdul there and it sort of reminds me of something I heard in a lecture once where the person was saying that if you wish to do good on someone but you don't actually get around to doing it you will still receive a reward just for that intention because deep down what you were planning on what you were trying to do and what you're trying to achieve what was was good and it's the same way where if you think of something bad and um, and act upon it, even if it may not harm that person, the fact that you're trying to say to cause harm to that person will cause you punishment. But um, one one thing that I should quite le- learn that was it also said that if you have a bad intention but you don't act upon it, then you also do see receive a reward for that as well. So I think that is something to take as well. That's interesting. Okay, let's move on to the news of the week. So, Jamal, take it away. So, um, today, as some of you may know or may not know, is World Emoji Day 2019. So, July 17th is famously displayed on the calendar emoji, which is why it has been selected as the date for World Emoji Day. Every year, the World Emoji Awards are held to find out which emoji is the best in certain categories. 
Last year, in 2018, the votes determined awards such as the best new emoji, the most anticipated emoji, an award for excellence in, emo in emoji use, and which emoji represents 2018 as emoji of the year. So, um, Abdul Saban, what, what is your favourite emoji? Um, that's kind of a difficult question because if I'm if I be honest with you, the most I use is the laughing face. I'm pretty sure we all use that face possibly more than all the other ones. The laughing emoji where we have the tears coming out, but that's not necessarily my favorite. I think my favorite is probably uh, the one I don't know because I'm I remember at his emojis right now. I, I remember it earlier, but now I've forgotten and I don't really have. Oh yeah, I remember it was the upside down smiley face one, just because of how dopey it is. The kind of uh, kind of like every time I try and say something dumb on purpose and then I use this emoji it just shows how uh, it just conveys the sarcasm in a better light I guess definitely and Akib what is your favourite emoji? it's going to be the laughing face with the crying tears um, I use that all the time and I don't know how to reply to someone so, yep. so I, say, I send lots of those <laughs> I think everyone really I knows that I experienced that first time so first yeah hand. that's the one we want to really use Okay, and Hanif? Yeah, it has to be the same one, the laughing, crying one. It's the most popular, it's the best one. It's the most popular, but people normally use it for uh, like filling in the blanks, just like when they have nothing else to nothing, say. Nothing else to say, <laughs> so I've put, put that a couple of times. Uh, I suppose it doesn't convey an emotion, right? It shows how you're being happy and this and that. But that's the thing with texting, you can always fake uh, an emotion just by using an emoji in it. And yeah. I don't know, it just feels like... It's not real anymore, but people don't realise, they just... Definitely. It's harder to have a conversation uh, through texting than it is actually in person. Yeah. Because with person, you can't really fake it as easily. Yeah. Whereas texting, I could be just sitting there bored at my mind and I could be making out I'm having the best time of my life, So, which I do a lot. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> like, I can give you an example of Akib when he tells fibs in real life. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy to catch him out. But then when he does it behind the screen, he's got it all planned out, pen and paper. <laughs> so, should we get into our first topic? But before we do, we have the... And don't forget, you can actually get involved on the numbers Akib have you memorised them yet 01582 you can call us on 01582 481 822 or you can text or whatsapp, WhatsApp us on 07779481822 yeah he just looked at the billboards <laughs> around the room with the wallpaper but I don't know why haven't you memorised them yet uh, well it may uh, okay what I'm saying is if you guys start messaging us in more then I'll be kind of be forced to learn them but at the moment, they barely get used, so do call us, do call in and get involved because it might, might sort of entice me to learn them. Ooh, that's a good point. Also, don't forget to like the Facebook Live. Yes, we yeah, are we, also we on beat Facebook it. Live. We beat it last week. We beat it last week with 11 likes and we had more comments than we normally do. So let's try and go for more likes, but since let's it's not... Let's set a target. What specific number should we reach? Let's go for a minimum of seven. Minimum of seven. Okay. I think that's reasonable. That's that's easily done. So mm. all of you at home, make sure to like and comment. Inshallah. And also, just so you guys are aware, we are starting up the Community Connect podcast. So we will have podcasts of our show available soon. And links will be passed around. Uh, so be sure to watch our shows then if you do want to, which you should want to. And... And just listen because it's really interesting. Our shows are interesting, and we do have repeats of our show every Saturday from eight to nine o'clock, I believe. So now that we got that cleared out of the way, let's <coughs> continue. Go on, Akib. So our first topic will be talking about what defines a good life. Now I was thinking about this just the other um, just the other day when we came up with the topic, and it sort of comes down to, in my opinion, the core basics. Of hum it, com it comes down to aspects, the core basics of humanity, um, having food, having shelter, ha uh, having a safe place to stay. And it comes down to another aspect as well of sort of the idea of religion and following uh, set, set principles and realising that what your ultimate goal of this life eventually is going to be. So I just wanted to get some few ideas on it, Jamal. I think living a good life is being able to achieve your goals. So, for instance, I'll give you two sides of this. They could be a rich man and they could be a poor man. The poor person could achieve all their goals 
and because of that they could be fulfilled whereas the rich person he could he could be rolling in money but he hasn't he hasn't met his targets or goals or anything which gives some sort of internal sadness so i think that we should fulfill our personal targets you know what that just reminded me of in our english literature paper too we had that unseen poem in yeah. our gcse paper we had the unseen poem i think it was called the the poor man of the, the valley man. Oh, yeah. the poorest the po- richest man in the valley yes and that one was i think what you just said pretty much reflected what that poem was about um, i don't fully remember what it was about though it was just about so it was about a man and he was really poor and he lived in a valley but his friends were living with him which filled him with quite a lot of happiness so what would you guys say to those who say that their ambitions say in this life and in dunya are to, to sort of chase the worldly gain and chase money and stuff like that or, um when they gain that money do you think because technically they've done what they want set out to achieve but do you think that cheese brings them happiness or do you think they still can't find that contentment that they were probably searching for when they started so i of course they will be happy because they've got their money they've got uh, all of that now but if they haven't done you know they completed their deen they haven't uh, gone part through like the right uh, stuff for their faith then um their afterlife will be it just wouldn't be there and uh, obviously we um obviously we need to um do uh right in this life to get a good afterlife i think this is so <laughs> i think he's just waffling yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think there's two sort of two ways of thinking about it is what what do we want to chase do we want to look for the goods in this life or do we want to look for the goods in the next life and that's up for how you determine a sort of successful life because someone could be growing up um in a war torn country and they may make a say they may make it to jannah in the afterlife and you could argue that their life on, well their life on earth has been successful but you may live a very nice life here uh, in the country that you live in and then yeah buy all the designer clothes you want live in a nice house but when you pass away and the day of judgment you don't actually do well so then you could argue that ho- that all of that although it may have seemed like while you were here on earth that you were very successful that when you actually passed you sort of realized maybe you weren't yeah um if you remember i'm not sure if it's popular anymore but there was that um what's it called when you have letters representing the first letter of a word of a phrase i, d- I think it's, uh, it's not acronym mnemonic word poem N- mnemonic or acronym one of those oh, two okay i don't know what <laughs> <laughs> and it was, and it was yolo meaning you only live once and that was really popular back in 2012ish or something like that it was really early uh, on in our in our childhood and i think something like that we can we what the people who well the way the in the scenario that people mainly used that for was to uh, to kind of take a leap of faith almost they, they would do it for decisions that when they didn't think about the outcomes and stuff like that because the their argument was you only live once so you might as well have the best time you can but as muslims gone finish the sentence for me as muslims what do we know uh, as muslims we know that we should um uh, praise allah praise allah oh, okay i'm not going to let us in this thing obviously you are. but we should be basically the point i'm trying to make is that we should realize that this life isn't the only life we have we have the life in the afterlife and that should be what we focus on more because if we want to live a good life we should live a good afterlife essentially going back to akib's point about all these designer clothes i think the whole idea of materialism is quite a bad thing how it traps the mindsets of little kids and it's a lot of, it's a big waste of money and to think you could spend that money on good things but and it's uh, i think one point thing for people when they sort of come in this state of mind and remembering what they're trying to achieve is to remember that it, it sounds sort of um 
harsh, but the reality of life, unfortunately, is death. And it's something that's promised to all of us when born, regardless of what background you have, what ethnicity, what religion, death is inevitable, basically. And if you continuously remind yourself of that, then the goals you sort of chase in this life are going to be very different to the one who uh, just assumes he's going to live forever and and live live towards his 80 and therefore he can sort of live a really lavish lifestyle now and then sort of maybe change towards later on yeah I, um what you just said there reminds me of this one quranic quranic ayah uh, from uh let me see if i can source this right surah ali imran verse ayah 185 it says meaning every soul shall taste death and what you just said there is basically a reflection of that ayah and I remember reading the tafsir about this and it said exactly what you just said that death is promised to everyone and there's no way to escape death and so what we should try and do instead of stop running away from it we should live every day like our last because then in that way we will never die with any regrets we would die like imagine you die in an argument with someone someone who you care about and then that's the, the last thing you did was argue with them did did have the rest of their life in regret and you'd be dead and that'd be the last thing you did so we should always try and treat every action like our last um that's just generally a way of life i guess and i think what's quite interesting is all of us have been talking about what a successful life is and we've all sort of deemed it as the one who um cons- consistently thinks about akhirah and thinks about where eventually they're going to end up but unfortunately within society that's it's the complete opposite it's people chasing materialistic items, people sort of living that lavish lifestyle. And I want to just ask you guys, why do you think that is? Why do you think people have sort of strayed away from remembering the reality of life and trying to focus on and determining a good life in that way, or and now sort of just focusing on materialistic items? I uh, volunteer Hanif to answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just because... Uh, we're in this world and we see like um the design the cars the design the clothes and all of that we see that as sort of the best and we all want that but in actual fact it's not and um we need to prepare for our akhirah. uh i really 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 think that was a good answer so congratulations thank you very much <laughs> um, what about jamal been a bit quiet so <laughs> well i totally agree with hanif yeah, that's all. Meaning he wasn't listening. He, <laughs> he just admitted it. <laughs> um, I think one thing we should focus more on is think about stuff like peer pressure, social standards that we have that make us lead a life that's full of following trends and stuff. Because I'm sitting next to the guy who follows more trends than I have done. In like one day he could follow more trends than I've done in my entire life, and. And that is none other than Jamal. Jamal, okay, I'm interview here. I'm interview you here. Um, what makes you follow trends like on social media and stuff? Um, personally, Abdul, I'm actually quite offended. Sorry. <laughs> I don't think I follow that much trends, but I understand where you're coming from. It's just what everyone does, and it influences you. So, in a society, you want to be considered as normal you want to fit in and it's those sort of trends which enable you to do so but personally i think you should fit out of society because if because what makes you unique is if you're not if you're different to someone else and i think that's quite crucial but do you know what's interesting even though you say that we should be different what what happens is when we are different like let's suppose hanif decides he wants to start walking down the road in nothing nothing but his underwear (laughs) Like people would wouldn't be accepting of that. I mean, I mean that's a bad that's a bad example. That's a bad example. <laughs> <laughs> but let's suppose uh, he walks down the road like on all fours, so like he's on his arms and his legs, and just walking like that. That wouldn't be accepted by society. Like maybe he has a valid reason, but from a third person perspective, he would be deemed as an outcast to society because that's not normal. That wouldn't be. It's not liked, so therefore people would hate on it. I feel like that's the issue with society that we cause people to stop doing certain things because we get they get hated on it and people fear being hated on agreed yeah Yeah. and i think it sort of sums up where society is at the moment because everyone seems to be chasing the idea of um 
is uh, sort of getting appreciation from everyone else rather than actually appreciating themselves and what they're doing. Um, for example, if everyone sort of just uh, did what they wanted to do and got on with it, people wouldn't be these these trends wouldn't really exist because a lot a lot of people and this goes for a lot of famous people as well simply just sort of jump on bandwagons to sort of appear as if they uh, are like sort of with it if you if you understand and um, understand sort of all the trends but in reality they don't really want to do those sort of things yeah um, I think what we should also include is stuff like bullying when like people get bullied for not fitting in but that's just the way they live right so you could have um, I'm trying to think of an example what like people get bullied in cases like being called a nerd or something but that's just their way of life because they live to that extent where they might enjoy revising i know for example there's one student in johnny who enjoyed revising like he that's what he would do and not many people knew that so he would just keep it quiet to himself but then and but then afterwards like after he got his results everyone was impressed with what with him and his results were just outstanding but people didn't know that what he his way of life allowed him to go that far because people didn't appreciate the journey towards his the end result do you think that's another issue because if you compare that back to uh, the way our life should be we the end result is jannah that's where we want to be but the journey towards there is not deemed appro- appropriate by society even if it's right yeah and i was i was sort of thinking about this a couple of months ago um so you know when we say someone pray five prays five times a day um, that's obviously we, as Muslims we all should be doing that and we should be trying to you know, not even just pray five times a day we should be trying to do we should do that as a minimum and try and pay pray on top of that as well but how often do you see sort of a society sort of pushing that even within our own local community you don't sort of see that being a pushed as a sort of well everyone does it because uh, it's sort of it seems as sort of like a taboo where it's like oh only sort of religious people and that shouldn't that sh- really shouldn't be the way it's thought of because at the end of the day l- uh, like i just said um jannah sh- is our main goal and we should be sort of focusing towards that so i feel like we c- since we're coming down to the last four minutes of our show i'm gonna go around and ask you guys what do you think is the ultimate lifestyle that we should be living in order to have a good life so i want a quick summary of like a day-to-day routine or something like that um start with akib because i like pressuring him okay um so you want like full uh, from morning to yeah to night. brief okay um wake up um uh, make sure you wake up for fajr um be good to people because uh well if you do wrong to that person then you'll have to ask them for forgiveness personally in order to be forgiven for that uh, act you've done wrong uh, look to be helpful. Uh, look to give charity because these are all things that you're going to be rewarded for in the afterlife. Um, make sure you pray uh, five times a day and try to um, make sort of go the extra mile to uh, say get more rewards. So if you usually read about 30 minutes Quran a day today, well read an hour and sort of just try and push to try and gain as many rewards because uh, as sort of bleak as it sounds. As it sounds, you don't know that maybe that could be your last day on here on earth. So try and lift her, make make it count. Yep, I agree with you. But but what about sleeping? What includes? Oh sleeping? yeah, okay. <laughs> sleeping. You have to live, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Hanif. Yeah, I agree with Akib. It's pretty much the same. Make sure you're on top of all your salah. Make, uh, make sure you're doing good deeds. Help your parents. Help uh, everyone around you. And just yeah. And Jamal. So I agree with both Hanif and Akib. First of all, you should get good sleep. Wake up for all your prayers. Wake up, read all your prayers and try to help as much people as you can. Even smiling at your neighbor could make such a difference. Um, Mistake, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Abdul, but smiling is a form of charity. I believe so, yes it is. So just a small thing like smiling at someone could make a huge impact on their lives and help your mothers your fathers your parents are the most important things in this world yeah and that reminds me actually of a hadith that abdul sent to a sort of group chat we have some other people um just a couple of days ago 
where it talks about how Allah is pleased with the one who um, whose parents are pleased with him. So try and sort seek um, pleasure from your parents and to try and um, get your parents to uh, notice um, notice how what good you do and try and work f- towards them. Yeah, that reminds me of something I was reading. Um, the quote, the little quote which I was reading, and it said something along the lines of, "You should pray to Allah." And then I can't remember. I'm not. Don't quote me on this, but it was something. Uh, the focus was at the start. It said you should pray to Allah, and then you should be good to your parents. And I remember listening to the tef- tafsir on this by, um, I believe it was Numan Ali Khan, and it was saying that the fact that the f- you have to, the fact that it's mentioned that you should be good to your parents next to uh, the next to the idea of pre- worshiping Allah shows this importance because they're ni- right next to each other, so it shows that they're on, uh, they show that both on high levels essentially. So join us after the break, inshallah, where we'll be uh, talking about. What goals do you think humanity is not focused enough on achieving? And we hope you find this productive. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. For this part, second part of the show, we'll be talking about what sort of sub things in the world. Uh, humanity not sort of focused on solving. So, Abdul, do you want to start us off? Okay. Um, I'll c- oh, yeah. By the way, hello. Welcome. Oh, yeah. Back. We, we, we sort of cheers. We sort of cheers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, just so you guys who weren't listening because Akib doesn't care about you guys, the, before the break, we were talking about what it means to live a good life. And that was a really interesting topic, which we got some interesting views. Akib, can you remind us of some stuff that we said? So we sort of tackled it from the aspect thinking about the afterlife and we didn't really focus solely upon sort of the way society um, sort of makes you think in the idea that yeah, to live a good life you have to um, have cars, ha- big houses and so on and chase off the materialistic life. We sort of focus more upon the reality of life and that being um, the afterlife and and what we should try and do to make reach Jannah inshallah yep and that's exactly right so for those of you who have just tuned in uh, you can get involved we would like to hear your opinions and you can call us on 01582481822 and you can text us whatsapp us on 0779481822 so um, we are also on Facebook live uh, so you can view us on there, you can like on there. Please like because we only have three likes. We have a target of seven and Jamal said it was easy, so we just wanna you try and get it. we just wanna get Jamal right for once. Come on please. <laughs> so um uh we are also on podcast so we ha- we should have a podcast of this show. Um possibly a few days after it's been released. Uh, yeah, that's it. And uh, so let's get in. I'm trying to remember the topic name because I keep came up with it, so I don't Isn't remember. Okay, it. I don't actually remember the topic name, but we're talking about different things in in the world at the moment that humanity isn't really sort of focused upon solving. So, Hanif, do you, what are your thoughts? I think um, one of the things is achieving a world of uh, complete happiness. Like, you know how on the news we always see things like uh, that are really depressing and stuff. <laughs> We're not. Uh, we're more focused as um, humans on the bad side and all the bad things that are happening, rather than the good things happening. Even though there are much more bad things happening, we should sort of uh, more look towards the good side and also uh, try to uh, help uh, the bad stuff and make it all better. It's interesting you say that. I remember reading a study on which stated that we humans we focus more on the bad things like about five times as much more than on the good things so you could have a day going completely fine one thing goes wrong you'll remember that more likely so it could be that um like i punched ike or something and then he'd remember that more than he would over the fact that uh, he woke up without falling over or something like that so just just the small little blessings that we get we don't really appreciate them enough mm. and that reflects on what you said basically yeah. I would sort of dis. I agree with what you guys said, but I wouldn't say that's the sort of the main problem that Definitely. we're not really focusing on at the moment. One problem I think um, 
it's, it's quite a big problem here in Luton as well is uh, homelessness because we often think about talk about poverty and how to solve poverty but we forget that it's literally on our doorstep and we don't really do enough to solve that aspect of it I guess I think when we sort of think about we're going to do charity we're going to help these sort of people we sort of we, our mind sort of goes into overload and we start thinking right yeah I'm going to help this person in this country I'm going to help this person in this country but we forget people right in front of us need uh, this help and I don't think um, we as a society are doing enough to help them yeah I agree with you completely I remember Brother Tarek he actually goes out of his way to do fundraisers for Luton I remember the last one one of the previous ones he did was he cycled to Manchester and back to raise money and he did stuff like that and he's the sort of people who kind of help locally in order to help solve issues and I think we should look up to people like Brother Tarek. Shout out to Brother Tarek, by the way. <laughs> and we should look out. We should look up to these sort of people because they're the ones who, at the end of the day, are going to be the one. They are the ones who are helping communities. So we should essentially be trying to do the same thing, I guess. So Jamal, what's your uh, what's your thoughts? I think the biggest problem that we're facing as a humanity is lack of water in some countries. Here in the United Kingdom. Woods is not really an issue for us, but if you think about um, lower-income countries across the world, they have to trek miles and miles just to get a small amount of water. And you'd find that it's actually little kids who are going and getting this water. They could be going to school, but they're out here getting water. And if you think about it, it's as a community or as like a whole nation, we could easily raise enough money to afford these filtration pumps in other countries and it makes us think how we take these little things for granted like um, in England or in Luton we because we have an abundance of water we don't appreciate it so Mm. I think that you know yeah, it's funny you say that because I remember from history lessons, we were looking at, so everyone apart from Jamal here does history. Uh, well, we did history as a GCSE. And one of the things that we looked at was, I think his name was Edward Jenner, who solved co- cholera? Or was it? Or no? That, Jenner did the vaccination. He did the vaccination. Um, I can't remember who it was, but they found the problem with cholera. I think it might have been John Snow. Yeah, yeah, and um, he found the issue with cholera, and that was caused from water. It was a water-based disease, so you found it with water, and stuff like that. We should just focus more on because, um, because stuff like that is the sort of thing which we take for granted. We don't actually realize that water is water can be the deadly killer, but for us, it's really, really clean compared to other places. So we'll take it as a blessing. But before we go any further, we I'm just going to quickly read out uh, the Facebook messages because they have been stacking up. Um, so we have Mabin Ahmed trying to give a shout out to his company. I refuse to read that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have Lula Kaz saying, Mashallah, I know Jamal always doing good deeds. He's such a good role model. Oh, Jamal, such a good role model. Um, we have As Apo, who is Hanif in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, did I just say that out loud? Uh, he said, great show, guys. Keep up the good work. And then we have Hannah Kershid. We have Hannah <laughs> Kershid who says, Can you pray for me? Um, I'm a little bit ill. You guys said you do duas. Oh, that reminds me. We do duas. So, um, we, since we know that we get we do duas, so I'm just going to do it all in one, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I pray the best for you all. Thank you so much for listening. And to the six listeners who have, well, six listeners who have signed in because they're the only ones who show. Uh, but pray that you all do really well in the dunya and the hereafter and Allah makes it easy for you and he gives you and he gives you the highest level of iman inshallah ameen ameen so yeah we read your comments we got four likes we need seven otherwise Jamal's gonna start crying yeah I will <laughs> <laughs> okay so um, we were we are talking about the goals that humanity or that we believe humanity is not focused enough on achieving we would like to get your views so be sure to give your views on Facebook, calling, texting, and let's carry on. We uh, we were talking about the goals that we don't think humanity is focusing on. I feel like Akib's got something to say. Yeah, so I sort of disagree with you. Um, you guys were st- just talking about water uh, in different parts of the world and how it's not very accessible and how uh, maybe society and world isn't sort of focused on that. 
but I'd argue quite the contrary because um, say for when we were in uh, high school uh, me, Abdul and Hanif were student execs and one of the projects we did just before we left was we built some water pumps we did a fundraiser and we built water pumps um, in, other, in other countries and I think that alone just shows and often when we think about giving charity the idea of giving water, uh, water pumps or water wells sort of comes into our mind really quickly but problems closer to home that I say I think we don't focus on I, I would say we don't focus on and I don't personally believe that we'll ever be able to achieve uh, a, a sort of uh, a, a just world when we don't even correct the problems within our own society like I'm not saying those problems abroad aren't significant but I think they well, I think we're already doing quite a lot to solve them and I don't think we do enough to solve own problems within our own societies and own problems with ourselves first. Um, so you believe that we should solve the problems in society before we go out to other countries? Yeah, I think we should sort of less first uh, correct our own society before, obviously we have to still help other societies but I don't think we pay enough attention to our own society and there's lots of problems here, even in here in Luton, say the crime rate, um, the uh, poverty and stuff like homeless, homelessness and I don't it's sort of, I think it's brushed under the carpet and we don't ever sort of pay attention to it because when we think about charity uh, so we sort of start imagining big but we don't realise that we could do something small yet it can be just as significant Don't you think that the, m- the main reason that these things go uh, un- that go under our feet the under our noses and we don't find them is because of how um, uncommon they are so because of how hard they are to spot so for example homeless people you might see them walking around you think okay it's just a no- another normal person I would differ I would argue um, argue against that because the amount of times you see hom- a homeless person on the street and people just walk past as if they don't exist and I, I think people rather than it's not apparent to them I think people sort of choose not to see it because they don't want to sort of come to the reality of this is the the situation of their area and their community and they don't really want to sort of face that fact if you like so i suppose you could argue it depends on from person to person some might see it some might not see it but generally we're not doing enough is the conclusion that we can pull out i guess um so i was thinking uh, that one thing we don't focus enough on in general is the whole idea of poverty because poverty is, to summarise, what you've all said. So Jamal said stuff about water. That comes under poverty, not having enough water because you can't afford it. And, and Akib said poverty on a smaller scale. That still comes under poverty to some extent. And I remember reading something. I'm not sure if it's true or not. But apparently in, I think it was 2017, the richest people in the world, they have they had enough total money combined. I think one the top 1%, they had enough money to eradicate poverty yeah. seven times. That's correct. Seven times over. So so I'm just thinking, wow, that's amazing. We have the money, but we just don't have the, we just don't have the dedication to eradicating poverty on a global scale. And if you think about it, it's kind of, it's almost impossible to get rid of poverty completely. I feel that way. It's impossible. And, I'm not. I can't really explain why because, because I think it's mainly because of the fact that it goes under our noses. We don't realize poverty is right there. I think we can solve poverty, but I don't think it would ever actually happen. Unfortunately, because the way sort of we sort of the way we think is I want more and more and more rather than um, I, I want to give. We we want to take more and we don't want to give as much away. And a lot of people sort of feel that if they give um, what they have away to other people, then they sort of may feel that they are becoming sort of less wealthy. And therefore, there isn't enough dedication to actually eradicate poverty. But I do think with the with the money that and the resources we have, it's easily achievable. But I don't think it would unfortunately ever be, will unfortunately ever happen. So I suppose it depends on priorities. Uh, I'm going to drag the conversation over to Hanif because... Everyone just likes picking on Hanif. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not really sorry, but I'm not, I'm a little bit. Uh, I was gonna say that um, Hanif, do you which country do you think has it the worst? Like, which do you think that goes unrecognized in terms of be, needing help for poverty? I'm not sure I can answer that. There's loads of countries. 
and they all equally need as much help as uh, the other countries. So you can't just say, oh, this one country needs it more than everyone else. That's a very wise answer. Um, do you think that specific... I'm asked Jamal this because it seems like he's kind of zoning out a little bit. But do you think specific po- uh, poverty issues, so like might be unclean water, it might be homelessness, do you think some take priority over others? So do you think you can kind of prioritise this one? This is much more devastating. This is much more less devastating. I think that it would all be equal because you can't prioritise a country over another country when they're both having a similar situation because the poverty will indefinitely result in many deaths and illnesses and to think that you'd prioritise another person in another country who's in a similar situation than another is is quite unfortunate. Right. Um, I just thought of something which I feel like would be a valid argument if you play devil's advocate, advocate, meaning you look at the other side. But don't you think that if poverty doesn't cause death, it's less important and less of a priority than poverty that does cause death? Do you think that's a valid argument? I I would think that all poverty causes death in the long term. I don't think it necessarily does, so... You could have stuff, poverty, such as not being able to have gas, but you'd be able to survive. You have poverty in the sense that you have a lack of money, but you'd be able to survive without gas in a house and stuff like that. So, uh, like, on a small scale, that that's on a small scale. If you look on a big scale, it might be homelessness, but you're able to survive on the streets. Do you think that would have less priority over someone who is homeless but can't survive out? I guess yes, because at the end of the day, um, I think one of the most valuable things to all of us is simply health and life in general. So if someone is that's at, if someone someone's life is at risk, I think they do then take priority. But I think unfortunately, when that does happen, it means that those who are suffering from poverty, but who who aren't necessarily whose nice aren't necessarily at risk are sort of just ignored so i think it's having the right balance between focusing those in extreme cases but also helping tackle the whole spectrum of poverty and what do you think would be the appropriate measures to take against this do you think we should have certain cuts given from our charity to certain, uh, to like a percentage given to this issue a percent, percent a lesser percentage given to this less devastating issue um i think um, when we give charity, I think they should sort of maybe have like a list. I think um, one problem at the moment is when we give charity, we give it just for one specific specific um, cause, which obviously is understandable. But I think instead we should sort of have a like you just said, a deviate deviate out the money depending on where it's most needed. So if there's a, a really um, harsh uh, circumstances in one particular country, say caused of war then um, a large sum of that money could go there and then the rest be um, spread out across the other um, or, uh, or other causes. Okay, I like the way you're thinking there, uh, like a true businessman. Um, well, Jamal, do you want to disagree? Do you think he's not thinking <coughs> like a businessman? <laughs> I would think that that is not a true businessman. Okay, we're going to take that. Oh, sorry, I'm just trying to stir something up. It's kind of <laughs> getting boring. Um, I was, was going to come back to Hanif. You said that an issue is uh, about happiness, right? That not enough people are happy? Is yeah. that what you said? Yeah, I was saying um, we're not focused enough on uh, achieving a world that is completely happy. Yeah, I was going to question that, but then I forgot. So you kind of got it lucky, but I just remembered. <laughs> and I was going to say that don't you think that everyone has a variation of what happiness is? So one person's happiness could be uh, being another person up. So you might be happy seeing Akib get beaten up, but then Akib's not happy being beaten up. So how can everyone really be happy? Yeah, I understand where you're coming from, but there's certain things that everyone has to agree on. Like, um, there's certain things that <laughs> everyone agrees on that they exist, but we're not sure yeah. what they are. <laughs> yeah, they exist, and um, every, everyone's happy to have that around. And 
it's just like you know like um war and all that that's all that bad stuff and just keeping all of that away so are you trying to imply that when people aren't happy bad things are caused so like on a greater scale yeah sort of yeah so it's like almost escalates yeah and you think it's like a leading cause yeah i think i would think so you think you disagree I was waiting for that. Go on, <laughs> yeah. Game turn around. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, if say we only focus on the good things happening to us, now I want to clear up. I do 100% believe that we should be grateful for the blessings we have, mm-hmm. and we should take into account all uh, everything in our life. But if we don't ever look upon all the bad stuff in the world, we're never going to solve them. If we say, do you know what? Our lives here are fine. We we have free education. We have free health care. Uh, you know, we can walk around safely but what we've got to worry about all the problems in other parts of the world never be solved so you can't sort of just say oh we'll only focus on all the good things we have because there's people in the world who don't have them and but if you just sort of by sort of just saying oh we're only gonna look at uh, look at all the blessings we have you sort of disregard those who don't have those blessings and those those people aren't sort of going to be helped yeah, but that all, all that bad stuff, it's okay they're looking at it, but what is actually being done about it? We're always looking at it, uh, it's always in the news, this, that, but hardly anything is ever actually ever happening. And I agree with you on that, but if you, say, just ignore it, and you start only focusing on the good stuff, that's still not going to eventually lead for it to be solved. A step for it to being solved is to raise awareness for it, and start getting people thinking about, okay, maybe I need to maybe I need to start doing something about this. But if you don't even raise the awareness for it, then never, there's no action that's actually going to ever be done. Yeah, I actually agree with that. So you change your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you've done, you've done well. <laughs> um, Jamal, I was going to ask you, the issue with water, do you think it has a higher priority than Akib's idea of homelessness in a local society? I think it does, because there's a lot of water... Uh, secure, water insecurity going on which means lack of water and it, when you're h- homeless you can still well in England you can still find water pumps in I believe gas stations where uh, you can get water from a water pump but in other countries there's a huge uh, lack of water and we need water to live and without it we can attract many illnesses. So I definitely believe it's more important than Akib's issue of homelessness. Okay. Uh, I would also say that um, a lack of water is also the, the root of poverty. So I agree with what you said, but so the, the original question we started, the qu- question we started off today was the problems that we don't think humanity is uh, not focusing on enough. Mm-hmm. So... I think, although that is probably one of the biggest problems in the world right now, I would say, we, as humanity as a whole, we are doing a lot in that way. And don't get me wrong, there's still a long way to go. But in terms of that, we are focusing a lot on that. And I think other problems, domestic problems here in uh, the UK, are sort of being brushed, brushed past and sort of, sort of being ignored. So although, yes, that is a more needy cause, doesn't mean we should sort of ignore those who are in need right in front of us and need our help um, around us because although it may not seem as severe it is still hard upon that person who is suffering and uh, yeah go on Jamal strike back to what you said I have no words to say Akib you're doing wonders today Um, we're coming down to the last three minutes of our show on uh, of this week's edition of Community Connect on Wednesday, seventeenth of July, twenty nineteen, and you and we were talking about what goals you think humanity is not focused on achieving enough. Let's get final thoughts around. So, uh, Hanif, has your thoughts changed? What do you think we're not focused on enough? Yeah, I think uh, Akif has uh, turned me, and um, it is uh, stuff uh, in our society that we need to be looking at. Mm, okay. Um, Jamal, has your thoughts been changed yet? I agree with Akib, but I don't want to admit it. <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, Akib, go on. What's your final verdict? So I believe that, as Jamal said, those 
problems abroad that often come to our mind are very important and we should work to solve them. But it doesn't mean we should sort of brush past as we currently do towards those problems closer to home and we should sort of work to solve them too. Right. Um, but do you know what I think tends to happen? We have all these conversations, we believe we find we pinpoint the issues. There's A, B and C, these are the issues. But then what tends to not happen is we don't find the, the solutions for them. So we don't think, okay, we we have these problems, and what do we do now? What do we do to eradicate these problems? We don't think much about the solutions. All we do is find the sol- problems and get happy about it. And so I feel like one thing that we could do as a whole community is do our part to help get rid of, commu- uh, of poverty in the community. So I gave the example of Brother Tarek earlier, who does fundraisers. I'm not necessarily saying that we should go out of our way to do fundraisers ourselves. I'm saying that we should do something possibly even on a smaller scale, but we should try and do something at the bare minimum to try and help the community because we are, at the end of the day, all humans. We all have the right to live. We all have the right to kind of be living in a safe environment. We don't have, and we should care about each other religiously, morally, and just generally we should be caring about each other do you guys agree um yeah and sort of one one aspect we could both try and achieve that is um say if you know someone who uh, or see someone on the street who maybe uh, appears homeless then you could easily just buy them a sandwich or something like that some such a simple act has such a big effect on that person and it does such a good thing for them so yeah, so exactly like Akib said, we don't need to do something big. Just do the little you can and you've done your bit. If everyone does the same thing, then we could possibly get rid of poverty in our society, inshallah. So today we were talking about how, what does it mean to have a good life and what goals do you think humanity is not focused on enough. Uh, tune in to next week's edition of Community Connect with us. We still haven't decided topics. Repeats are every Saturdays, I believe, 8 o'clock. And as always, stay tuned. Assalamu alaikum. Community Connect, connecting the community. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at inspirefmluton.